Hey guys, Paul Rick here. Welcome back to the Baseball Dad Show. In this episode, we're going to talk about pitch grips. Now, first, let me apologize. Um, they're doing some work right outside my office like all week, and it's just loud. Hopefully, um, you won't hear any banging or drills or any of that kind of stuff, but um, I apologize in advance if, if we do, uh, but the show must go on. So this week, we're going to talk about pitch grips. Now, pitch grips, um, it's one of those cool parts of baseball. It's something we're always going to talk about, right? We're always going to be fascinated with it. It's always just going to kind of be uh, something that other pitchers are very curious about how their fellow pitchers are, are holding their pitches. Um, if a pitcher comes up and he's having success with a pitch and he's got somewhat of an unconventional grip or a unique or some new way, um, you know, that will get a lot of attention. Um, we kind of sort of hope that there's some magical way that we could just grip a pitch that will make the ball dance, right? Um, so it's just one of those cool parts of baseball. We'll always talk about it. It's the first thing pitchers ask. If somebody says, oh, I throw a curveball, sink at the ball, what grip do you use, right? So when we talk about pitch grips, the overarching theme is this. We're trying to throw better pitches. Either we want to learn a new pitch or we want to improve the pitches that we're throwing. So oftentimes when we're trying to improve the pitches that we're throwing, we usually want to create more movement or we want to improve the control of that pitch. So you will hear things like a hanging slider, uh, a changeup that sits up, um, a changeup that spits, a changeup in the dirt, a curveball, yanking a curveball into the dirt. You'll hear flat curveballs that just kind of spin, you know, breaking balls that spin like um, frisbees. And you'll hear all these different types of things describing the action of a curveball. And so when we're having trouble with all that and we come back and we say, well, let's look at the grip. Anybody who is starting with the grip doesn't understand how pitches move. And so it's important to understand how they move and then how they don't move. So this is what makes pitches move. It's going to be the, it's going to be the forearm, wrist, and hand angle when your arm snaps straight into release point. So if you're throwing breaking balls, your hand's going to be, if you're a right-handed pitcher, your hand's going to be turned towards the first base side with varying degrees, whether you're throwing a cutter, slider, or curveball. We'll, we'll go from, um, you know, which, which, whichever pitch you're throwing will be the degree that you're going to have that release point. And if you're throwing uh, sinkers or change-ups, your arm's going to, going to uh, pronate, which is turned out like towards the third base side. So it's going to be that angle, forearm, wrist, and hand angle, when your arm snaps straight, that's going to make the ball move. It's not going to be the grip. There are pitchers in major leagues that will use the same grip, a four-seam fastball grip, on every pitch. There are pitchers who throw a four-seam fastball with the horseshoe going out or the horseshoe the other way. There are pitchers that throw their curveball with the C or the backward C. There's, there's pitchers that throw with the seams, against the seams, um, all, all different ways. There's no right or wrong way to grip a pitch. But if we're talking about grip first, we're not understanding what makes a ball move. We're not understanding that forearm, wrist, and hand angle. Because oftentimes, problem with pitches are not about the grip. In fact, 99.99999% of the time, I'll even say 100% of the time, they're not to do with the grip. Most of the time, they're due with how that ball gets to that release point. When that arm snaps straight, what position is your forearm, wrist, and hand angle in? And can you deliver that to a consistent position over and over and over again? That's what's going to make the ball move. That's what's going to make your pitches consistent or inconsistent. So if you have an inconsistent release point, there's going to be no consistency with your pitches. If you have a consistent release point, you have a more of an opportunity to have consistency with your pitches. If you have a consistent release point, it's going to be easier to work on your angles. 
if you have an inconsistent release point, there's going to be no work on your angles that you could do that's going to deliver consistent pitches. So understanding that most problems with pitches are not grip problems. Most problems with pitches are release point problems. And release point problems are mechanical problems. And mechanical problems could be a lot of different things. So I want you to think about, I always use, you know, you probably heard me dozens of times on this podcast, think about the, talk about the leaning tower of Pisa. So when we're talking about the grip, we're literally talking about the last four in the leaning tower of Pisa. We're understanding why that's messed up. And if we could just fix that top four, the pitches will be good. No, it's going to be the foundation that we throw out of. So our mechanics are going to be what delivers that consistent release point that will allow us to, to deliver a consistent forearm wrist and hand angle that will make the ball move. Now, there's two things when it comes to mechanics. It's either an information problem or a structure problem. An information problem means the pitcher was just taught mechanically the wrong way. If the pitcher cannot get a consistent release point, maybe he's been taught the wrong way. If he's been taught the right, the right way and he still can't get there, then it's a structure problem. And a structure problem could have a lot to do with strength, flexibility, um, maybe even a low-level injury development coordination players that are going through puberty will have all kinds of coordination problems you'll see it's really going to be it's going to be really hard for a pitcher going through puberty or going through growth spurts to have consistent pitches for any length of time so when it comes to talking about pitch grips that is not the place to look for the fix of pitches because it's literally the very last thing applied to the ball it's the very tip of the leaning tower of pisa if the building's crooked, it doesn't matter what the tip is doing. It's going to be crooked. It's never going to be consistent. Now, if the building is straight, then that's different. So when you are looking at improving pitches, you first have to look at the mechanics that are being used to produce the release point that the forearm, wrist, and hand angle will be delivered through. And look, we're all walking around with the ability to take slow motion video you know, in our pocket. We should put that to use. And slow motion, look at five or 10 pitches. I guarantee you will not see the same release point. If you don't see the same release point, you're not going to see the same pitches. And if you can't have consistent release point, there's no grip change that's going to change that. Now, when it comes to grip, I have pitchers grip the ball any way they want. The only thing I say is I want you to grip the pitch like you have it in your hands. Like you've got like Thor's hammer and you are holding that pitch. And there's you, you just know you've got it. Because I've seen a lot of pitchers who are kind of mandated to throw a pitch this way or that way, and they just don't feel comfortable doing it. So I don't want a pitcher to be out there like trying to throw a pitch because we think that's the right way to throw it, and he feels uncomfortable. No, he should grip the pitch the way that he feels like he's got it. He's got a stronghold of that grip of that ball. Excuse me. And the reason why is that different hands are different. Hand size is different. Hand strength is different. Feel is different. Um, all of those things are different and all of those things change. So it's not one way. It's how the player feels. And again, we're getting way out ahead of ourselves. If you have a problem with your pitches, I want you to look at release point. I promise you, if you have a problem with your pitches, you have an inconsistent release point. An inconsistent release point is inconsistent mechanics. If you have inconsistent mechanics, you either have an information problem or a structure problem. You either have need to be taught the right mechanics or you need to be built differently. You might have to get stronger, more flexible. You might have to get more coordinated. 
you might have to give more time for your body to adjust to to whatever phase of growth and development you're in. So that wraps us up this week. Um, keep sending in your questions. And you guys, head on over to Baseball Dad Show. There's lots of cool stuff over there for you to download. Um, and also you can join our Baseball Dads Facebook group there as well. So uh, thanks for listening, guys, and I'll talk to you next week. Hey, it's Paul Reddick. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. I want to let you know I have a new book out specifically for Baseball Dads, and I would love for you to check it out. You can go to BaseballDadsBook.com. All the information is there and a pretty good discount for our podcast listeners. So again, it's BaseballDadsBook.com. Thanks.